I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, next week, the Orangey Hatch Foundation is hosting an evening with Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. It's a chance to learn about. Justice Thomas's incredible story, his judicial philosophy. But there's also some other insights that we're going to want to be leaning into and listening for as it relates to the upcoming confirmation process of Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. Uh, helping us kind of frame all of that and put that all together, Matt Sangren, who, of course, is the executive director of the Orangey Hatch Foundation. He joins us on the line now. Matt, thanks for jumping on today. Hey, Boyd, it's good to hear your voice again. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, first of all, let's uh, let's start with Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, he and Senator Hatch had a very close relationship and, and connection there. So tell us about how this event came about. He doesn't do a lot of public speaking. Uh, he likes to be in his, uh, his RV, I think, whenever he's got downtime. <laughs> Isn't that right? Well, you know, as you mentioned, he is a close friend to Senator Hatch and even to the Hatch staff. And it made sense. We, we always like to bring as many of these folks from Washington to Utah and convene. And we extended the invitation to Justice Thomas, who just jumped at the chance. Um, unfortunately, we had it on the books last year, but the pandemic took over. Um, we, were, we were hoping to have done it, but it looks like we're going to be able to do it next week in Salt Lake City at the Grand America. And I just I know how you are, Boyd. I want to make the plug right now. OrenHatchFoundation.org is where any of your listeners who would like to come to this event, go online and reserve your tickets. Seating is limited, but it should be such a, a unique opportunity to hear from a Supreme Court justice. In my view, I think he's I think he's the first justice we've had come to Utah since 2019 when the Hatch Foundation again hosted mm. Justice Neil Gorsuch down at right, BYU. Right. So it should be a really, really fascinating evening to hear from him. He's not as quiet as he appears. His <laughs> his laugh is a booming laugh, and his voice is just they're just contagious. Yeah. I think you'll you'll find the evening to be a very enjoyable night. Uh, I, I'm glad you raised that because I think a lot of people uh, you know have noted that he's one who's usually quiet from the bench, doesn't ask a lot of questions, doesn't speak very often. <laughs> uh, but we we've seen him in other settings. Uh, I remember when I was. Uh, a, a staffer back in DC that we actually yeah. had a, a, a constitutional jeopardy night and his <laughs> booming laugh was just echoing uh, around the room. And it's just one of those surprising things uh, that I think is important for us uh, as we look at, sometimes we, we stereotype our, our public officials and leaders in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that you've learned over the years uh, that might be a little surprising or interesting in terms of uh, justice Thomas? Well, it's just like what you said when you you your staff had you know this constitutional jeopardy. I remember in the the remaining days when Senator Hatch was on the Hill, he off he accepted our offer to come up and have lunch with staff, mm. and we sat there in the Capitol, and he spent two hours with us. Wow. 
doing that, you know, signature laugh, but spent time taking a selfie with every staffer and really getting to know them. He is is warm and kind-hearted of a man you'll ever meet. And I, I, I think, you know, those who participate in next week's event will see for themselves who he really is. And it is unfair at times what, what we do to our public figures. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much to it. One of my favorite parts of the morning uh, as a chief of staff back there was my walk into the office. Uh, because I yeah. would I would walk down on the the backside of the Supreme Court, and without fail, as I was walking towards the office, Justice Thomas was walking out of a church. Uh, he would yes. go to that morning mass, and and mm-hmm. you know, he would often you know greet me as we were crossing the streets, going opposite directions. Uh, but it is that kind of uh, personal thing of wow, here's a, here's a guy who's going to go sit on the Supreme Court all day and hear important cases, and he's starting his day. Uh, in prayer at a church uh, was pretty significant to me. I know that walk very well. It's it's true. It's it's a good, very good example. Uh, and obviously, the, uh, things are going to the attention on the Supreme Court is going to continue to uh, heat up in the weeks ahead. Uh, we know that uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson has already started having meetings with a number of yep. both Republicans and Democrats uh, in the Senate. Uh, tell us what we expect to to learn. What do what do you see from your unique vantage point? Yeah, well, you know, Boyd, before I became a chief of staff to Senator Hatch, I served over a decade on the Senate Judiciary Committee as Senator Hatch's senior counsel. And it is such a, um inspiring process to see the confirmation hearings begin. My last one that I participated in was in September of 2018 with Brett Kavanaugh. And I remember walking out with the senator out on the dais and he looking at the just sea of reporters and people there. You know the feeling, Boyd. And I, I remember hearing Senator Hatch say under his breath how much he loves this process mm. because it really is. And I hope and I believe, considering the historic nature of Judge Jackson's nomination, she is the first black female who, um, if confirmed, would be a member of the Supreme Court. It's a historic moment. I hope that both sides, we can have that decorum. I hope that they can engage in, you know, civil discourse. I really do hope that. That's what's been missing over these past several confirmation hearings. I suspect things will go smoothly. But, again, it is Washington. After all, there will be some political fireworks. <laughs> of, of course, of course. But I, I, I think it's going to – I think it will be a good – I think it'll be a good showing. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's rigorous. Uh, I hope it's uh, yeah. it's civil uh, and even beyond civil, uh, because I think we can do better than that uh, in this country. And uh, I often, you know, would watch the some of these initial meetings uh, where they do have kind of that high level conversation, and and there are some, you know, members who just can't resist the platform and are going to try to get their nah. social media moment. But I hope we can set those aside. I always, I always remind people, you know, Utah's had one Supreme Court justice, uh, Justice Sutherland, and he was actually mm-hmm. out of the country the day he was nominated. And before the sun set, yeah, before the sun set on that same day, they had voted oh. unanimously to confirm him. That's that's a process right there. Oh. Why have things changed, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's not what it used to be. And I really do hope we can get back to that 
I, I wish we could. Yeah. It, it's it's become very political, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, her her qualifications and her reputation, I think, will lead to some good dialogue, and I hope everyone stays inbounds in terms of the right kinds of questions. And uh, we'll watch that really closely, and we'll definitely want to have uh, Matt have you come back on and weigh in as we go through that process from your experience uh, in the middle of that judiciary committee uh, and leading that, uh, I think, is uh, just fascinating perspective. Give us the website one more time uh, for the Justice Thomas event, which will be a yes, week thank from you. tomorrow. So the, the website is ornhatchfoundation.org, and that's with two R's, O-R-R-I-N, hatchfoundation.org. And again, seating is limited. We, we really do promise a wonderful show. I know Boyd, you'll be there. I look forward to seeing you. And uh, may your listeners come join us. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, fantastic. Matt Sangren, again, is the executive director of the Orangey Hatch Foundation, an event Coming up on the 11th with Justice Clarence Thomas here in the state of Utah. That's a really unique and rare opportunity. Uh, And regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, uh, this will be a conversation that will make you think, will get you curious, uh, and will probably reinforce your belief in the future of the country. Matt Sangren, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. Uh, President Biden is taking a victory lap on the infrastructure bill uh, Catherine Mangu Ward from Reason Magazine is talking about why we're not getting shovels in the ground and steel and concrete rolling out. What's slowing it down? Where's the problem? She'll talk about it coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.